May, part two of the Diary of Samuel Pepys, 1663. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. The Diary of Samuel Pepys, 1663, by Samuel Pepys. May, 1663, part two. Twenty-fifth. Ah, and my pill working a little. I stayed within most of the morning, and by and by the barber came, and Sarah Kite, my cousin, poor woman, came to see me and borrow forty shillings of me, telling me she will pay it at Michaelmas again to me. I was glad it was no more, being indifferent whether she pays it me or no, but it will be a good excuse to lend her, nor give her any more. So I did freely at first word do it, and give her a crown more freely to buy her child something, she being a good-natured and painful wretch, and one that I would do good for, as far as I can, that I might not be burdened. My wife was not ready, and she coming early did not see her, and I was glad of it. She gone, I up, and then hear that my wife and her maid Ashwell had between them spilled the pot, upon the floor and stool and God knows what, and were mighty merry making of it clean. I took no great notice, but merrily. Ashwell did by and by come to me with an errand from her mistress to desire money to buy a country suit for her, against she goes as we talked last night and so i did give her four pounds and believe it will cost me the best part of four more to fit her out but with peace and honour i am willing to spare anything so as to be able to keep all ends together and my power over her undisturbed so to my office and by and by home where my wife and her master were dancing and so i stayed in my chamber till they had done and sat down myself to try a little upon the lyre vial my hand being almost out but easily brought to again so by and by to dinner and then carried my wife and ashwell to st james's and there they sat in the coach while i went in and finding nobody there likely to meet with the duke but only sir j minnes with my lord berkeley who speaks very kindly and invites me with great compliments to come now and then and eat with him which i am glad to hear though i value not the thing but it implies that my esteem do increase rather than fall and so i stayed not but into the coach again and taking up my wife's tailor it raining hard they set me down and who should our coachman be but Carlton the Vintner, that should have had Mrs. Sarah, at Westminster, my Lord Chancellor's, and then to Paternoster Row. I stayed there to speak with my Lord Sandwich, and in my staying, meeting Mr. Lewis Phillips of Brampton, he and afterwards others tell me that news came last night to court, that the King of France is sick of the spotted fever, and that they are struck in again. And this afternoon my Lord Mandeville is gone from the King to make him a visit, which will be great news, and of great import through Europe. By and by out comes my Lord Sandwich, and he and I talked a great while about his business, of his accounts for his pay, and among other things he told me that this day a vote hath passed, that the King's grants of land to my Lord Monk and him should be made good, which pleases him very well. He also tells me that things don't go right in the house with Mr. Coventry. I suppose he means in the business of selling of places, but I am sorry for it. Thence by coach home, where I found Pembleton, and so I up to dance with them till the evening, when there came Mr. Alsop, the King's Brewer, and Lanyon of Plymouth, to see me. Mr. Alsop tells me of a horse of his that lately, after four days' pain, voided at his fundament four stones, bigger than that I was cut off, very heavy, and in the middle of each of them either a piece of iron or wood. The King has two of them in his closet, and a third at the College of Physicians to keep for rarity, and by the King's command he causes the turd of the horse to be every day searched to find more at night to see sir w batten come home this day from portsmouth i met with some that say that the king of france is poisoned but how true that is is not known so home to supper and to bed pleasant twenty sixth 
lay long in bed talking and pleasing myself with my wife so up into my office a while and then home where i found pembleton and by many circumstances i am led to conclude that there is something more than ordinary between my wife and him that do so trouble me that i know not at this very minute that i now write this almost what either i write or am doing nor how to carry myself to my wife in it being unwilling to speak of it to her for making of any breach and other inconveniences nor let it pass for fear of her continuing to offend me and the matter grow worse thereby so that i am grieved at the very heart but i am very unwise in being so there dined with me mr creed and captain grove and before dinner i had much discourse in my chamber with mr dean the builder of woolwich about building of ships but nothing could get the business out of my head i fearing that this afternoon by my wife sending every one abroad and knowing that i must be at the office she has appointed him to come this is my devilish jealousy which i pray god may be false but it makes a very hell in my mind which the god of heaven remove or i shall be very unhappy so to the office where we sat a while by and by my mind being in great trouble i went home to see how things were and there i found as i doubted mr pembleton with my wife and nobody else in the house which made me almost mad and going up to my chamber after a turn or two i went out again and called somebody on pretence of business and left him in my little room at the door it was the dutchman commander of the king's pleasure-boats who having been beat by one of his men sadly was come to the office to-day to complain telling him i would come again to him to speak with him about his business so in great trouble and doubt to the office and mr coventry nor sir g carteret being there i made a quick end of our business and desired leave to be gone pretending to go to the temple but it was home and so up to my chamber and as i think if they had any intention of hurt i did prevent doing anything at that time but i continued in my chamber vexed and angry till he went away pretending aloud that i might hear that he could not stay and mrs ashwell not being within they could not dance and lord to see how my jealousy wrought so far that i went softly up to see whether any of the beds were out of order or no which i found not but that did not content me but i stayed all the evening walking and though anon my wife came up to me and would have spoke of business to me yet i construed it to be but impudence and though my heart full yet i did say nothing being in a great doubt what to do so at night suffered them to go all to bed and late put myself to bed in great discontent and so to sleep twenty seventh so i waked by three o'clock my mind being troubled and so took occasion by making water to wake my wife and after having lain till past four o'clock seemed going to rise though i did it only to see what she would do and so going out of the bed she took hold of me and would know what ailed me and after many kind and some cross words i began to tax her discretion in yesterday's business but she quickly told me my own knowing well enough that it was my old disease of jealousy which i denied but to no purpose after an hour's discourse sometimes high and sometimes kind i found very good reason to think that her freedom with him is very great and more than was convenient but with no evil intent and so after a while i caressed her and parted seeming friends but she crying in a great discontent so i up and by water to the temple and thence with commissioner pett to st james's where an hour with mr coventry talking of mr pett's proceedings lately in the forest of sherwood and thence with pett to my lord ashley chancellor of the exchequer where we met the auditors about settling the business of the accounts of persons to whom money is due before the king's time in the navy and the clearing of their impress for what little of their debts they have received i find my lord as he is reported a very ready quick and diligent person thence i to westminster hall where term and parliament make the hall full of people no further news yet of the king of france whether he be dead or not here i met with my cousin roger pepys and walked a good while with him 
and among other discourse as a secret he hath committed to nobody but myself and he tells me that his sister claxton now resolving to give over the keeping of his house at impington he thinks it fit to marry again and would have me by the help of my uncle white or others to look him out a widow between thirty and forty years old without children and with a fortune which she will answer in any degree with a jointure fit for her fortune a woman sober and no high flyer as he calls it i demanded his estate he tells me which he says also he hath not done to any that his estate is not full eight hundred pounds per annum but it is seven hundred and eighty pounds per annum of which two hundred pounds is by the death of his last wife which he will allot for a jointure for a wife but the rest which lies in cambridgeshire he is resolved to leave entire for his eldest son i undertook to do what i can in it and so i shall he tells me that the king hath sent to them to hasten to make an end by midsummer because of his going into the country so they have set upon four bills to dispatch the first of which is he says too devilish a severe act against conventicles so beyond all moderation that he is afeard it will ruin all telling me that it is matter of the greatest grief to him in the world that he should be put upon this trust of being a parliament man because he says nothing is done that he can see out of any truth and sincerity but mere envy and design thence by water to chelsea all the way reading a little book i bought of improvement of trade a pretty book and many things useful in it so walked to little chelsea where i found my lord sandwich with mr beck the master of the house and mr creed at dinner and i sat down with them and very merry after dinner mr gibbons being come in also before dinner done to music they played a good fancy to which my lord is fallen again and says he cannot endure a merry tune which is a strange turn of his humour after he has for two or three years flung off the practice of fancies and played only fiddler's tunes then into the great garden up to the banqueting-house and there by his glass we drew in the species very pretty afterwards to ninepins where i won a shilling creed and i playing against my lord and cook this day there was great thronging to banstead downs upon a great horse-race and foot-race i am sorry i could not go thither so home back as i came to london bridge and so home where i find my wife in a musty humour and tells me before ashwell that pembleton had been there and she would not have him come in unless i was there which i was ashamed of but however i had rather it should be so than the other way so to my office to put things in order there and by and by comes pembleton and word is brought me from my wife thereof that i might come home so i sent word that i would have her go dance and i would come presently so being at a great loss whether i should appear to pembleton or no and what would most proclaim my jealousy to him i at last resolved to go home and took tom hater with me and stayed a good while in my chamber and there took occasion to tell him how i hear that parliament is putting an act out against all sorts of conventicles and did give him good counsel not only in his own behalf but my own that if he did hear or know anything that could be said to my prejudice that he would tell me for in this wicked age especially sir w batten being so open to my reproaches and sir j minnes for the neglect of their duty and so will think themselves obliged to scandalize me all they can to right themselves if there shall be any inquiry into the matters of the navy as i doubt there will a man ought to be prepared to answer for himself in all things that can be inquired concerning him after much discourse of this nature to him i sent him away and then went up and there we danced country dancers and single my wife and i and my wife paid him off for this month also and so he is cleared after dancing we took him down to supper and were very merry and i made myself so and kind to him as much as i could to prevent his discourse though i perceive to my trouble that he knows all and may do me the disgrace to publish it as much as he can which i take very ill and if too much provoked shall witness it to her 
After supper and he gone, we to bed. 28th. Up this morning, and my wife, I know not for what cause, being against going to Chelsea to-day, it being a holy day, ascension day, and I at leisure, it being the first holy day almost that we have observed ever since we came to the office, we did give Ashwell leave to go by herself, and I out to several places about business. Among others, to Dr. Williams, to reckon with him for physic, that my wife has had for a year or two, coming to almost four pounds. Then to the exchange, where I hear that the king had letters yesterday from France, that the king there is in a way of living again, which I am glad to hear. At the coffee-house in Exchange Alley I bought a little book, Counsel to Builders, by Sabalt Gerbier. It is dedicated almost to all the men of any great condition in England, so that the epistles are more than the book itself, and both it and them not worth a turd, that I am ashamed that I bought it. Home, and there found Creed, who dined with us, and after dinner by water, to the Royal Theatre. But that was so full, they told us we could have no room. And so to the Duke's house, and there saw Hamlet done, giving us fresh reason never to think enough of Betterton. Who should we see come upon the stage but Gosnell, my wife's maid? But neither spoke, danced, nor sung, which I was sorry for, but she becomes the stage very well. Then to my water home, after we had walked to and fro, backwards and forwards, six or seven times in the temple walks, disputing whether to go by land or water. By land home, and thence by water to halfway house, and there eat some supper we carried with us, and so walked home again. It being late, we were forced to land at the dock, my wife and they, but I in a humour not willing to daub my shoes, went round by the custom-house. So home, and by and by to bed, Creed lying with me in the red chamber all night. Twenty-ninth. This day is kept strictly as a holy day, being the king's coronation. We lay long in bed, and it rained very hard, rain and hail, almost all the morning. By and by Creed and I abroad, and called at several churches, and it is a wonder to see, and by that to guess the ill temper of the city at this time, either to religion in general or to the king, that in some churches there was hardly ten people in the whole church, and those poor people. So to a coffee-house, and there in discourse here the king of France is likely to be well again, so home to dinner, and out by water to the royal theatre, but they not acting to-day, then to the duke's house, and there saw the slighted maid, wherein Gosnell acted Pyramina, a great part, and did it very well, and I believe will do it better and better, and prove a good actor. The play is not very excellent, but is well acted, and in general the actors in all particulars are better than at the other house. Thence to the cock-ale-house, and there having drunk, send them with Creed to see the German princess. At the gate-house at Westminster, and I to my brothers, and thence to my uncle Fenner's, to have seen my aunt James, who has been long in town and goes away to-morrow, and I not seen her, but did find none of them within, which I was glad of, and so back to my brother's to speak with him, and so home, and in my way did take two turns forwards and backwards through the fleet alley to see a couple of pretty strumpets that stood off the doors there, and God forgive me I could scarce stay myself from going into their houses with them, so apt is my nature to evil after once, as I have these two days, set upon pleasure again. So home and to my office to put down these two days' journals, then home again and to supper, and then Creed and I to bed with good discourse, only my mind troubled about my spending my time so badly for these seven or eight days. But I must impute it to the disquiet that my mind has been in of late about my wife, and for my going these two days to plays, for which I have paid the due forfeit by money, and abating the times of going to plays at court, which I am now to remember that I have cleared all my times that I am to go to court plays to the end of this month, and so June is the first time that I am to begin to reckon. Thirtieth. Up betimes, and Creed and I by water to Fleet Street, and my brother not being ready, 
he and i walked to the new exchange and there drank our morning draught of whey the first i have done this year but i perceive the lawyers come all in as they go to the hall and i believe it is very good so to my brother's and there i found my aunt james a poor religious well-meaning good soul talking of nothing but god almighty and that with so much innocence that mightily pleased me here was a fellow that said grace so long like a prayer i believe the fellow is a cunning fellow and yet i by my brother's desire did give him a crown he being in great want and it seems a parson among the fanatics and a cousin of my poor aunt's whose prayer she told me did do me good among the many good souls that did by my father's desires pray for me when i was cut of the stone and which god did hear which i also in complaisance did own but god forgive me my mind was otherwise i had a couple of lobsters and some wine for her and so she going out of town to-day and being not willing to come home with me to dinner i parted and home where we sat at the office all the morning and after dinner all the afternoon till night there at my office getting up the time that i have of late lost by not following my business but i hope now to settle my mind again very well to my business so home and after supper did wash my feet and so to bed thirty-first lord's day lay long in bed talking with my wife and do plainly see that her distaste which is beginning now in her again against ashwell arises from her jealousy of me and her and my neglect of herself which indeed is true and i to blame but for the time to come i will take care to remedy all so up into church where i think i did see pembleton whatever the reason is i did not perceive him to look up towards my wife nor she much towards him however i could hardly keep myself from being troubled that he was there which is a madness not to be excused now that his coming to my house is past and i hope all likelihood of her having occasion to converse with him again home to dinner and after dinner up and read part of the new play of the five hours adventures which though i have seen it twice yet i never did admire or understand it enough it being a play of the greatest plot that ever i expect to see and of great vigour quite through the whole play from beginning to the end to church again after dinner my wife finding herself ill did not go and there the scot preaching i slept most of the sermon this day sir w batten's son's child is christened in the country whither sir jaminis and sir w batten and sir w pen are all gone i wonder and take it highly ill that i am not invited by the father though i know his father and mother with whom i am never likely to have much kindness but rather i study the contrary are the cause of it and in that respect i am glad of it being come from church i to make up my month's accounts and find myself clear worth seven hundred and twenty-six pounds for which god be praised but yet i might have been better by twenty pounds almost had i forborne some layings out in dancing and other things upon my wife and going to plays and other things merely to ease my mind as to the business of the dancing-master which i bless god is now over and i falling to my quiet of mind and business again which i have for a fortnight neglected too much this month the greatest news is the height and heat that the parliament is in in inquiring into the revenue which displeases the court and their backwardness to give the king any money they are inquiring into the selling of places to trouble a great many among the chief my lord chancellor against whom particularly it is carried and mr coventry for which i am sorry the king of france was given out to be poisoned and dead but it proves to be the measles and he is well or likely to be soon well again i find myself growing in the esteem and credit that i have in the office and i hope falling to my business again will confirm me in it and the saving of money which god grant so to supper prayers and bed my whole family lying longer this morning than was fit and besides will having neglected to brush my clothes as he ought to do till i was ready to go to church and not then till i bade him i was very angry 
and seeing him make little matter of it but seeming to make it a matter indifferent whether he did it or no i did give him a box on the ear and had it been another day should have done more this is the second time i ever struck him end of may part two